I'm Nancy Showalter, and you're listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect podcast. Welcome, all radical paradigm shifters and creative change makers. You who dare to create a better life and a better world, tap into the power that resides within you and use that power for constructive change. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. We have talked about Ascended Masters in the past. Today, I want to ask you, will you be an Ascended Master? Is that a goal of yours? Really, whether people are consciously or know it or not, our soul's destiny is to return permanently to the I am that I am. And that is the reunion of the ascension. There you have, thus, the term ascended master. So I'd like to just delve in a little deeper today and talk about what it really means and how it applies to us. And have we awakened to our real, true soul identity to understand what this journey on this planet is all about? To be an Ascended Master means you have mastered time and space. And you have literally ascended from these realms. Your spirit reunites with that part of you that was made in the image and likeness of God. The I am that I am. Your I am presence. That is God within you. That spark is within your heart when your soul is in the physical dimension. You're always connected. So... Our purpose, when God created each of us in his image and likeness, in his and her image and likeness, Alpha and Omega, Father, Mother, God, we were created in that image and likeness. And we come into the physical dimension to focalize a specific aspect of the Godhead, a quality of the Godhead, and a quality that we are meant to outpicture and make permanent within our being. Now, ascended masters dwell in higher dimensions, and some of them reach back to help us achieve that same victory, that same reunion. They're also instrumental in helping us reclaim the earth for the light and help to usher in the Aquarian age, which is meant to be a golden age. It's important to note that people have ascended from all races, religions, and cultures of the world. It has nothing to do with these outer expressions of our journey toward God or organized religion. It's a result of the individual's right use of energy to create constructively in the physical world. And this includes balancing what in the East they call karma, the West is called sin. In other words, any misuses or destructive uses of that energy that may have incurred during any of our embodiments on the planet. And we need to balance, we need to transmute that energy. You know, Jesus said every jot and tittle will be accounted for. So we know we are responsible beings, we are manifestations of God, and we are meant to use 
that life force that God is within us in a very constructive way. And we each have this unique blueprint that we're meant to manifest in the physical world. Now, talking again about Ascended Masters, they're different from other interdimensional beings in that they have mastered time and space, as I've said. They've ascended back to their God source, and they no longer require physical embodiments to evolve. They dwell in the very highest of spiritual realms. They use their spherical bodies for interdimensional travel. They can, they can travel around the universe. They can manifest on the physical world. Although, once you're ascended, you are in a different dimension, and therefore you actually need a permission to come back to the planet in a physical sense. So the masters, yes, they appear, angels appear all around us. We may or may not see them, but they are with us. The ascended masters don't require physical spaceships that have been technologically developed. They're, they are not the same as beings from other planets that may come here in spaceships and say they're here to save us or they're more advanced than we are or whatever. Rather, the ascended masters are teachers of mankind that inspire and motivate our spiritual growth. They never interfere with our free will. In fact, they're, they're limited, as I said, to act in this dimension without being asked to intervene. So this happens either consciously on the part of those who know of their existence or from the prayers of mankind in general. So they're spiritual beings who once walked the earth themselves and they embodied many times, and we do have some of those historical records from Akasha, from the spiritual masters themselves who have revealed to us and messengers. And as a result of their own mastery, they offer to teach and support us on the spiritual path that will take us back to our God source. The ascended masters are also part of a spiritual brotherhood, and that brotherhood is referred to as the Great White Brotherhood. Now, the name white refers to the white light of the source, the light of God that dwells within us. It has nothing to do with race or anything else of that nature. Because in reality, I always like to tell people, there's no such thing as a white race. All you have to do is hold up a piece of white paper next to your face. And I don't care how light you are, you're not white like a piece of paper. And black people aren't black like a black piece of paper. So we're talking about the white light of the Christ, the white light of the I am that I am, those that serve the light, light bearers, light way showers, many different terms that people use. And the Great White Brotherhood is made up of ascended beings and unascended beings. You yourself may be part of that brotherhood because you serve the light of God. So that is what the Great White Brotherhood is all about. And that brotherhood, as members come and embody on the planet, and some are in spirit, some are on the embodiment, that brotherhood is working toward the fulfillment of the divine plan, not only for the individuals that are embodying on the planet, but for the planet itself. So the masters have been making themselves known in a more public way since the 1800s. They've worked with and sponsored a number of organizations 
Probably the most notable begins with Helena Blavatsky, founder of the Theosophical Society. She brought forth many teachings, and some are very intellectual, but it was a start. Then we find in the early 1930s, Guy Ballard, who was well-read in Theosophy, had an encounter with the Ascended Master St. Germain while hiking on Mount Shasta when he was looking for the esoteric brotherhood. He knew there was a spiritual brotherhood there, and he wanted to find these masters. Well, Guy and his wife Edna began receiving the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and as their messengers, they delivered nearly 4,000 live dictations from the Masters. And they also published Guy's experiences on Mount Shasta with St. Germain, as well as the teachings of other Masters. And they founded the I Am Movement. Following that, there was a 10-year period where Geraldine Innocente, who founded the Bridge to Freedom, received dictations from the Ascended Masters. Then, in 1958, Mark Prophet founded the Summit Lighthouse and was later joined by his wife, Elizabeth Clare Prophet, who together received teachings of the Ascended Masters as their messengers. And, as stated in their book, The Masters and Their Retreats, it states that Elizabeth Clare Prophet is an author, teacher, and messenger. And like her late husband, Mark Prophet, her calling is to be a prophet of God or one who delivers the Word of God. Now, recently, we had, my husband and I had a radio show called Prophets for the New Age. And the whole purpose and meaning of this was that to be a prophet really means to let the God presence within you use you as his instrument and manifest that presence on the earth. So that's what we mean by prophets for the new age. And that's what we mean that you can be a prophet for the new age. So yes, we've had messengers come who were amenuensis who wrote down and who verbalized the teachings of the masters. But each of us can sit under our own vine and fig tree, our own I am presence, just like Jesus said, and deliver that truth from Almighty God and be that instrument. I believe that we're all being called to be prophets for this new age and the age that we're moving into that is meant to be a golden age. So we have an evolution of the Ascended Masters making themselves known to the outer world and bringing these vital teachings and path to our outer knowledge so that every person on earth can find his or her way back to God. I don't believe any of the messengers considered themselves masters, but rather they were masters, messengers, and amenuensis, as I said, communicating what was dictated to them. So let's talk about some of the Ascended Masters. I can't help commenting on how many people in the world strive to be good and look forward to going to heaven, yet they have a difficult time accepting that there are many who've already done just that. There are numerous individuals from all religions, all races and parts of the world who have made their ascension, that final reunion with the I am that I am, and are now in the heavenly realms. Now, of course, not all ascended beings are known to us, 
Some are ancient beings who have been in the spirit world for eons of time, but we do know quite a few. Some of the more well-known masters, of course, from both East and West traditions are Jesus Christ, Gautama Buddha, Mother Mary, Kuan Yin, El Moria, Maitreya, Kathumi, and Saint Germain, and there are many more. And speaking of the heaven world, Jesus said that in his Father's house there were many mansions, many places and states of consciousness. And the Masters describe this as 33 levels of spirit up to a higher vibration, higher and higher, and 33 levels that are in a lower vibration than the earth. These lower levels are what some call hell, and higher levels, heaven. And when we cross over, we go to the level where our vibration matches. We've talked about everything is energy. We are energy. We are vibrating beings. And at whatever level we vibrate at, that is where we exist. So you can see heaven on earth and hell on earth and people suffering and everything in between. So it all depends on your vibration and that's what you attract to you. That's where you will gravitate to when you leave this body. Now the interesting thing is we can really see these different levels out pictured right here on earth. For instance we can see very good people, holy individuals even, and then we can see some very sick people who commit heinous crimes of violence, some of which we can't even imagine could ever happen. And some people that are just dishonest, hateful, spiteful. And some people say are heaven and hell right here on earth. Because what we call heaven and hell are states of consciousness. They're vibrational frequencies that even when you're in a physical body, we still match one of these vibrations. And of course, when we pass on, we still vibrate at a specific frequency. And like I said, that's where we gravitate to. You may remember the movie, What Dreams May Come, where the man in the story that was played by Robin Williams, he searches in the afterlife for his wife who died in a car accident. And when he locates her, she's in one of the lower levels and he has to go rescue her. And it's interesting because the way it's depicted closely parallels the way it is. When someone is caught in the illusion of darkness, it's very difficult for them to get out because it was their level of consciousness that brought them there in the first place. And it's very difficult for us to see beyond our level of consciousness and our own issues. So for someone to descend to that lower level trying to rescue someone, they can also get caught in that illusion and then they stay there because it's very difficult to pull oneself out of such a deep illusion that appears as reality. Most of the time you don't even realize you're in an illusion. So you can even think of a person who's alive and gets addicted to a highly addictive substance, whether it be drugs or alcohol. It's very difficult for them to pull themselves out of it. It usually takes intervention and help for them to be pulled out of it. And you know the Bible says that after Jesus was crucified, he descended into hell, where he preached to those that were captive there to set them free, to show them the light so they could move out of the darkness they were in. That is also 
why we pray for those who are caught in the lower levels, whether they're embodied or in spirit. So the Ascended Masters dwell in the highest of heaven, and beyond the 33rd level, that's where the East calls Nirvana, which is beyond form but still individual consciousness within the One. So the Ascension happens when we have fulfilled our reason for being. We've had balanced at least 51% of our karma to be over that halfway mark. We have a vibrational match with the I am that I am, the Father, Mother, God, and we merge with that identity and are then free from the rounds of karma and rebirth. Now, even on the other side, if you've not balanced all of your karma, even as an ascended master, you have to balance the rest of it. And the masters tell us, do as much as you can while you're embodied and make as many contacts, reach as many people as you can, because once you ascend, you don't come back in a physical body. People don't see you or hear you anymore. Most people don't even believe you exist. So think of how much harder it is to balance karma with individuals you may have karma with that are embodied when they can't hear or see you. It does behoove us to balance as much of our karma, 100% preferably before we do ascent. But back to whether you want to be and will be an ascended master. Are you on a spiritual path that leads you back vibrationally to your I am presence? Now there are a lot of the human things in the human condition that we are part of. And it doesn't mean you have to be a monk or a nun or uh, some guru in a in a cave to have spirituality. It doesn't mean that at all. You can be part of the world without being of the world. You know, as Jesus said, he was here. He was there in the world. He grew up with his family. He studied. He learned to be the carpenter, and, and then he studied in the East, and he learned the things. Now, his mission was extremely specific. He came for a very specific reason. So he had a little different life than we would probably have in this day and age, or even then. If you look at his disciples, they were fishermen. They were rough, gruff people that he brought on with him. So we all are part of the human condition. We all have our karma, but it goes back to the quality of the heart and the purity of heart and our striving to be one with that part of God, that unique part of us, to live as much as we can from that level, that vibration. And that's manifesting those emotions that we know as gratitude, as joy, as love, peace. And yes, we experience the gamut of vibration, and emotions are part of living on this planet. But emotions are meant to be energy in motion. They've passed through us. They're not meant that we harbor them and dwell on them and recycle them over and over and, and accelerate them and we become more and more angry or more and more fearful or more and more depressed or whatever the emotion may be. We need to understand there's a part of us that's been injured. There's a part of us that's afraid. There's a part of us that have these various emotions, but there's a part of us that are not. That part of us is not afraid is none of those negative emotions and that is the part that reaches down to heal 
that vulnerable part of ourselves that's been hurt or that's afraid or whatever. So it's very important that we understand who we are. There's more to us than just the human condition. And that is the part of us that can heal not only our own souls, but can heal others, can heal the planet. I'm going to leave it at that for now, because I'd like you to just think about this. Will you be an Ascended Master? Are you heading back to reunion with God? Or are you just living the good life, or not thinking much about it, and, or, or you just deny the existence of anything beyond the physical, when you have no control? Basically, when it's time to leave this planet, that life is withdrawn, and you're gone as far as the body's here, but you take off to another place. So we can't even control the birth or the death process in the human sense. So that control comes from the divine. So leaving you with thoughts to think about in this cycle, and I will be back with you next week. And until then, keep an open mind, a generous heart, and a powerful spirit. Thank you for being with me today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, download, and comment. I'd love to hear from you, and your support is much appreciated. And don't forget, go to nancyshowalter.com to get your free electronic copy of my book, It's Okay to Be Rich, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Increased Wealth and Personal Mastery, endorsed by T. Harv Ecker. And my free mini course, How to Speak Your Success, The Shocking Truth of How Your Words Impact Achieving Your Goals. I'll see you next week.